Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's over. We're, it's, it's done. The Book of Boba Fett is done. The series or season, we're not sure yet if this is going to continue, but obviously no new episode this week. But by now, everyone has seen or hopefully has watched the last episode of The Book of Boba Fett and completed the entire series. So now is a good time than any to talk about it. Let's talk about the last episode and the series as a whole. And let's just figure it out. Was it any good? We'll talk about that. What does the future lie for Boba Fett, Fennec and company? And how is it going to play with the Mandalorian moving forward? Let's see. We'll find out. It is the morning after spoiler podcast. Talking about the book of Boba Fett a week after the last episode. Well, you you'll, you get it. We'll, let's just start the show, shall we? All right, all of y'all. What's up? Welcome back. It's the morning after spoiler podcast. Talking about the Book of Boba Fett as we wrap up this series. And we talk about our thoughts, feelings, desires, passions, goals in life, or whatever. We'll talk about how the series was, how the last episode affected everything. And uh, yeah, where does this goal going to play out moving forward? So if you are brand new to the channel and you're watching this video for the first time and you're exposed to me for the first time, hello, I am Renee. Uh, I do this spoil this morning after spoiler podcast every week. Usually we talk about the big hot pop culture show, usually Marvel or Star Wars related. Um, and we talk about it the day after, the morning after uh, the episode launches. Um, I didn't get to do anything last week uh, due to forces beyond my control. But like I said, now is a good time to talk about the series as a whole. So welcome. If you like what you see or you want to engage in some conversation, don't forget to leave your comments and thoughts in the comments section. Uh, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe buttons. So that, that way you will be kept up to date with everything that I upload on the channel, whether it's movie reviews, show recaps like this, and other tidbits about pop culture uh, in the space and what have you. Uh, if you are an audio listener and you prefer to listen on audio format, you could also find this episode on your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just uh, follow the links in the description or just look for the Low Key Geek channel on your podcast platform of choice and for everyone else returning who has been tuning in every week welcome back thank you once again for all your support and love so yeah so you know last week as i hit my mic here um the last episode in the name of honor aired it was an hour long it was directed by robert rodriguez the main guy helming this series in conjunction, and I have to mention this, with Dave Filoni and John Favreau, who co-wrote a lot of this 
the content within this series. And so I have to put that out there. The same people responsible for The Mandalorian, right? And yes, it has got a lot of mixed feelings and reviews and thoughts about the whole series as a whole. Um, however, if you've read the news that this last episode of The Book of Boba Fett garnered more viewership numbers than the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Now, does that uh, say anything about what people were thinking about the, the series? Not really. I think people were just wondering, okay, how is The Mandalorian going to end things up with Boba Fett? Is Grogu coming back and all that stuff like that? By the way, this is spoiler talk here. So I might as well just pop in the spoiler warning because we're just going to go dive right into everything as a whole. Um, but I think everyone was just curious how this series was going to end and how really it's going to play into season three of The Mandalorian. And I really do think that's why. Uh, people tuned in as much as they did just out of curiosity and just to see okay what's next right because season three of the mandalorian we, we're probably not going to get until the end of this year because the next series in the star wars universe is going to be obi-wan and i believe that's coming in may uh like end of may or something like that um so first let's talk about the last episode so in the name of honor uh, like I said, it was an hour long, directed by Robert Rodriguez, and his footprint was all over this episode. You know, I think what I can truly say is that Robert Rodriguez is really good at directing action scenes, right? And you saw full on Robert Rodriguez throughout this episode whenever the action was playing out. Uh, it felt very uh, Desperado, El Mariachi kind of. Uh, it had a lot of those vibes in it, you know. Everything is very stylish. You have Boba and the, and Mando, you know, fighting off the Pikes Syndicate and all that. And there's a lot of stylish moves and a lot of spins and all that. Everyone cannot stop talking about the spin move that the mod made when he was defending BK, good old Black Chrysanthemum. Um, that had and memes galore. Right. And even I would I will admit, even I laughed out loud when I saw that move happen, because, again, if you go back to Robert Rodriguez's filmography and you look at his earlier films like El Mariachi, Desperado, those are the same type of action moves that you see in his movies. And it was like a throwback for me, you know, so I was just I was like laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, that's it's exactly a Robert Rodriguez move right there, you know. Um, the you know there were so a lot of good things. Like the action scenes were actually a lot of fun to watch, um, and there were some things that were misses for me as well. You know, like um, a lot of the comedy bits kind of fell you know flat for me. Um, the intro, the reintroduction to with Grogu and Mando, the reunion that they had there was very cute. Um, but also very weird timing to have all that right in the heat of the moment, right in the heat of battle and all that. Um, so I thought that was very, very uh, an interesting moment to choose to have that reunion. But it plays out because obviously Grogu helped out during the battle and all that stuff like that. Um, everything that Fennec did was brilliant, was fantastic. I really loved 
her character. And one thing I really do want to see, um, and I'll get into like stuff moving forward, but we definitely need more of her on screen. We we need, I don't know if they could do a spinoff series of her or have her be more of a presence within the Mandalorian universe in his seasons or what have you. Um, I'm sure this is not going to be the last we're going to see of her. So that's, that's a big must for me. Um, I do have to say, though, the one thing that really had me dying was when he set up the, uh, the the Twilight guy, the the right hand of the mayor. Oh my God, that whole moment had me dying because you knew he was getting set up, right? He had to stick his nose into things, and you know he had to be like, "Oh, well, I have a suggestion," right? You know, like this. You know, he's like, "Well, you know." you have your options but i have an option too like well you know i was you know i grew up in coruscant and i went to school there and and all this stuff like that and i am a negotiator i can talk you know all that stuff like that so boba's like all right go ahead and talk here here's what i want you to say and all that and he goes out there all proud about what he's going to do and what he's going to say and i was like don't worry i got you like there'll be no problem he goes out there and he says his wonderful introduction and he's praising the pikes for you know all that they've done and he can't wait to see their home world and la 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 and then when he finally reads the the note from boba fett I thought it was so hilarious that led to the all-out brawl and all that, right? Um, I think, uh, let's see, I have it written down here, the exact speech uh, that was said. And like I said, it had me dying. It was like the funniest thing um, that that really had me laughing quite a bit in this episode. Um, so let's see, what he said, this is a whole speech. You will leave this planet and your spice trade. If you refuse these terms, the arid sands of Tatooine will once again flourish with the flowered fields fertilized with the bodies of your dead. Now, who knew Boba Fett was poetic and a great writer? Who knew he was that prolific, right? That was like the best speech, the best moment of the entire series um, for me. Like I, I was dying and you at this point you thought, Oh, this dude's gone it right. This guy is gonna die, but no, it led to the big surprise that you know, Mando and Boba knew that this was just a distraction so that they could get a leg up. But it led obviously to one of the greatest moments of the episode, and that was having them to fight it out together. And great, this is what a lot of us were waiting to see eventually right we wanted to see boba and mando team up and do their thing and they did right now they were outnumbered and all that and yeah later on you know they got rescued by the people from freetown and all that stuff like that um and you know the mods showed up and oh i have to say there was a moment and i'm gonna go through some of these screenshots here i thought they were gonna do my dude dirty i thought bk was a goner right i really you know i was like don't do this like he's like one of the coolest dudes in this in this series that was introduced to us don't don't ask him out like that but no i mean it was just a ruse right this was just like to build up the tension and all that same thing with the mods when they were all backed up you know and they were fighting against um the townspeople and all that stuff like that you know they had their standoff and yeah they lost some of their their team there and all that but i don't think we're gonna miss any of them because we didn't know a lot of them except for 
homeboy here, um, Mr. In the guy who looks like T.I. to me, and the girl from uh, Yellow Jackets, right? So are they? Are we going to see them again moving forward? I don't know. We'll see. But um, like I said, the whole thing with Fennec was amazing. This dude. Oh, you know whenever you play a first-person shooter and you always have that sniper that is like the most annoying thing ever? Um, I love that. You know, he, he was like taking people out. He had them backed up and everything. And Fennec just showed up and just like, bam, I got you, son. You know, I thought that was like a great moment and all that. You know, again, badass. And then they had a really sweet moment where it's like, eh, you know, thank you. Ooh, you know, uh, I, I, I like you and all that crap and, you know whatever um but yeah i mean the episode as a whole it was a good close to, to the series um i i think the real takeaway here is and i've said it in a previous episode um directors in these shows do make a difference robert rodriguez like i said is good at directing action scenes but a lot of his non-action stuff can be kind of campy at times and we did see it, and I think the series suffered a lot from it. As some would say that the series also suffered from, uh, you know, just lack of Boba, you know, current Boba, you know, and all that. There was a lot of the flashbacks and all that. And then, obviously, people were not uh, happy or pleased with, you know, just how passive and how non-aggressive Boba Fett was. Fennec was uh, the biggest aggressor throughout this whole series right but here it all came you know forward to an end you know you, you we we see and we are told and we are shown that boba acts on emotion you know when he was confronted by cad bane at the beginning of this episode um close to the beginning of this episode you can see like you know cad bane is egging him on you know he's like telling him he revealed that Yo, the Pikes were the ones that wiped up the Tuscans, you know. So how do you feel? How's that going to make you feel and all that? And you could see, like, during their little showdown moment, Boba was, like, all about to go in full force, right? And it was Fennec that was just like, no, 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 no. Do this on your own terms, you know, because if you, you start things up now, this is not going to end well for you, right? You are outnumbered. You have no plan and all that. And you're just going to go guns a-blazing. And that's basically what we've seen Boba do throughout this whole series. You know, like when he sees the Tuskens get wiped out, he gets all emotional. And that's when he goes through his rampage, right? You know, he goes, gets a slave one. He wipes out the speeder bike gang, you know, who he thought was the ones who wiped out the Tuscan camp. Uh, he takes out the Sarlacc pit because he wants to get his armor back, you know. And then, you know, when we see him, you know, take out Bib Fortuna, again, that's like all pure emotion because he's had it. You know, he is done being the the pawn piece. He's done being the the one who goes through the dangers and working for people that don't really know what they're getting into or have no strategy and all that stuff like that. And if he goes, he, you know, he ends up dead, what does it matter to them? He's just a hired hand, right? So he wanted to take things into his own hands and he's learned the importance of family of tribe of you know like a group and i think that's and he mentions it in this episode finally like this is his motivation you know he he wants to be with people who he considers to be his people 
you know, he, you know, he was he's a, a championing Tatooine and all that stuff like that. And he's really fighting for the people and he wants what's right for the people because he in a way he's projecting that this is what he wanted for himself right now is this the boba fett that we've all expected or that we all wanted to see maybe not right but it didn't bother me it didn't bother me one bit right um but yeah it's very safe to say that the last three episodes were the best episodes of the season because that's when we got mando we got Mando, and we got a lot of ties in from the Mandalorian. We got Mando, we got Grogu, we see, we saw Ahsoka, we saw R two, we saw Luke, right? Um, you know, we saw the, the who was left of Mando's uh, tribe, his clan, right? Um, he had the dark saber and all that stuff like that. So, but I will argue that also the ep one episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard which was fantastic. Another episode was directed by Dave Filoni, you know, and it, you know, these directors matter and it shows you how much of a difference an episode can feel when you have these type of great directors attached to it, especially proven directors, right? Now, Robert Rodriguez has only directed one episode of Star Wars and that was season two of Mandalorian. And for what it was, it was great. But then I would argue, too, that it also was an episode that had a lot of tension moments, action, and all that stuff like that. When you have someone helm an entire series, that's when things can be a little different. And in my opinion, again, this is just my opinion, I don't think Robert Rodriguez is that director to helm an entire series. Now, you, give it in the, you put it in the hands of Bryce Dallas Howard, that could be a whole different story, right? So... We'll see what happens, you know, but going back to this episode, um, like I said, not so many issues with a lot of what was going on. It was de definitely action packed. I did love this other moment with BK Black Kersanstan uh, as he comes back, as we see that he wasn't passed out. He made it through his fight and now he's coming back to help out Boba and his, his the way he showed up, you know, tossing pikes around and all that was really, really well done. But he had his platoon moment. We thought he was going to go down. He was just by himself and they were gunning him and he was taking shots left and right. But, you know, thanks to, uh, you know, I think I believe it was Mando or Boba. No, it was Boba. Boba helped save him and all that stuff like that. And I love this moment too. When these scorpion droids showed up, I did love the fact that um, if you read um, some backstory about this, this was an unused concept from the prequels. Um, this was going to be one of the, the droid army's um, you know, machines that they used for the battles with, um, you know, with the clones and all that stuff like that. I loved how they brought that back. And it was very obvious too because they had the same shielding like the other droids did and all that. And I thought that was so smart and it was really nice for them to reuse a concept that they previously had. Um, what I didn't understand is these dudes have shields. Why do you constantly keep shooting the shields and, and not try to figure out how to you know, get around it? Right. They did everything. You know, the saber couldn't get through it. Rockets couldn't get through it. Fire couldn't get through it. OK, you're you're SOL. Right. So figure something else out. Right. You know, you have these mods. Don't they have like EMP technology or something like that? Like, come on. 
Um, I mean, eventually, thanks to the Rancor, which is another cool thing, you know, again, everything came full circle that was building up throughout the series, you know, and when the Rancor finally showed up, oh, here's that spin move, by the way. I mean, oh, my God, I couldn't stop laughing when this happened. I really couldn't. Um, it was freaking hilarious, but it, it didn't bother me so much, you know, but it pissed off a lot of y'all out there. I tell you that. Um, but yeah, when the Rancor finally showed up, again, we had this set up when the Rancor was first introduced and Boba said it himself, he was, he said, I want to ride this guy. And he finally did. And I thought it was really cool. You know, he, he has this little peekaboo moment like, hello, everybody, I'm angry. Um, and, you know, they ended up fighting droids and here's Grogu trying to help out and all that. But yeah, this dude was fierce. Interesting thing about this this episode, um, like I said, very Rodri uh, Robert Rodriguez style. But then halfway through, when the Rancor showed up, the episode feeling changed. It became more of like a kaiju Godzilla type of show, you know, because the Rancor was like wrecking shop, and there was a lot of focus on the Rancor. Um, and then when Rancor did his thing. Then he was like all out of control, right? Because Boba didn't have any more control over him. And the townspeople were just like, oh my God, he's loose. We got to kill it. He's destroying the city. Bleh. You know, and, you know, Rancor is just going around being Rancor, eating guys, wiping kids out, smashing them. I mean, it was really, really fun to watch. I mean, it's, I'm saying a lot of stuff, but it was still entertaining as a whole. I loved it. Um, and then he had this showdown with Cad Bane, um, which was okay. You know, Cad Bane kind of like blew off the rancor really easily, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. But then when they finally had their fight, you know, it, it was interesting how Boba just couldn't stand toe to toe with him in a gunfight. However, when you get into hand to hand combat, all of a sudden, the stuff that he learned from the Tuscans came into his mind, and he was able to take down Cad Bane very easily. But that was my problem. A little too easy. We had only a few moments with Cad Bane. The one character that a lot of you, including myself, were dying to see show up in live action. And to leave us with that feeling that he could easily be this defeated, granted, he is older. They even had a back and forth about you're old and, you know, you, you've lost your edge now that you're older. And he's like, well, you're old too, buddy, and all that. And you can see he's being helped, kept alive by, you know, machinery and all that, just like, you know, anyone else in the Star Wars universe, like whether it's Darth Vader or, you know, Fennec or whoever the case is, um, you know. But they did leave it to a certain point where there is a good possibility that Cad Bane can return. You heard this beeping noise. I think it's like the, the thing that's keeping him uh, alive or helping with his, um, you know, physical functions or whatever the case is. It was beeping. So I don't think he is 100% dead. I won't be surprised if we see him come back later on down the line, whether it be in another Mandalorian season or maybe we will get another Boba Fett season. I'm not sure. Um, but we'll we'll see, right? We'll see. Um, another problem I had with this, and here's yeah, here is the big kaiju moment, right? It's like ah, 
ah, he's going nuts. We gotta take him down. And Mano's like, you're scaring him, you idiots. Like, you know, he's a young, he's a young Rancor. Yeah, and then he tries to help out and all that. And then Grogu does his little stance and helps put him to sleep. Um, you know, and then of course, because it took all the force from within him, he passes out. And I thought that was a really cute moment. And it was a very cute moment when he reunited with Mando. You know, like Amy Sedaris showed up, you know, doing her comedy bit and all that stuff like that. And like, hey, guess who's come to visit? And the moment you see Grogu looking at Mando and he jumps up at him to hug him, that was adorable. I don't care who you are. That was very sweet and very, very cute. And I thought it was really, really nicely done. Um, it touched me in the feels. I really felt it. Um, it was very cute. But like I said, the moment was taking place within this chaotic moment. And, you know, you have to sus suspend disbelief and all that, that they could have that moment without getting shot at or destroyed by everything else around them, right? That's going on. So <clears throat> really, really, you know, I mean... Plus and minuses, right? Another minus I have is that I did feel like the battle lasted too long. There was a lot of exposition, a lot of drawing things out, just so you could get other things into position and so that it could make that big effect when something big happens, right? Like when Grogu showed up. Uh, again, long, elongated running scenes, people like fearing for their lives, Mando trying his best to hold, you know, the scorpion droids off. And then Amy Sedaris comes over and like breaks things up, right? And, um, you know, kind of gives you that little brief uh, timeout uh, while you're watching all the, all the hilarity ensue and then the reunion with Grogu. And then later on, you have like all the, the people from Freetown and the mods, you know, hiding in behind this one structure and that you know is not going to stay up for very long. You got to get two of them up so that they can try to sniper people, but nothing seems to be working. And then that's when the Rancor comes in and wrecks shop, right? And that's when you're like, whoa, there it is. Let's go. But a lot of those moments were definitely drawn out and overblown, right? And like I said, the comedy bits just didn't really work for me. I mean, like, for example, like when this happened, you know, like the, the, the you know Scorpion Droid takes out the little cart that they've been riding around after the nice little reunion with uh, Mando and Grogu. And they have this really funny, like... Uh, slow-mo like ah, and you see Mando scoop up Grogu but he doesn't help Amy which uh, which I thought was hilarious and she loses a tooth you know she they have to show that moment where she's like picking herself up and she spits the tooth out Ugh. I guess those are the moments for the young kids right that's for the younger viewers of the series I'm sure they all got a kick out of that I'm sure you know everyone laughed at that but for me it was just like all right you know we get it you're hilarious and then of course she teams up with the major domo and then they have their moment and i saw some people really loving their chemistry and all that stuff you know they have that one moment where the rancor staring at them and they're screaming together like what? so is this going to be a new pairing that we're going to see moving forward possibly right because it worked for a lot of people right for me i was just like oh god all right we get it you're hilarious. Um, and then when the episode ended, we had that 
and then this was another part that really had me laughing. Um, and I'll talk about this scene in a moment. But they had their little, you know, if you watch like Saturday morning cartoons or the episodic cartoons like G.I. Joe, He-Man and all that, you know, you have your, your conflict. Conflict gets resolved at the end. And then everyone from the team, te- you know, has their last laugh, right? And I felt like this was the last laugh. This was the end of a Scooby-Doo episode. This was just like, yeah, we did it, guys. And we're all here. And we're all family. And everything's going to be hunky-dory. Here you go, BK. Have this fruit and everything. And it's like, hey, you got enough for us? And he's like, no, F off, T.I. You know, it's like I couldn't stop laughing. Because it was just one of those perfect Saturday morning cartoon endings. Where it's just like, all right. All done, back to normal, right? But before that, there was an interesting conversation with Boba and Fennec that after all of this, now he finally has the respect of the townspeople. Everyone is bowing to him. Everyone's showing how grateful they are. And what does he say? I don't think we're cut out for this. I don't think this is our thing. So what was the point in going through all everything that was that you guys went through right it's just like wow that bothered me a little bit so what does this mean now moving forward that does this mean that he's still going to remain as the crime the head of the the crime family there the head of whatever or will he finally you know get that itch to be out on the road again and do things in space or other planets and all that for viewers like myself, I wouldn't mind that because, you know, I think I had enough of Tatooine for a while. Unfortunately, we're going to be getting uh, Obi-Wan, which I'm sure is going to be very heavily done on Tatooine. You know, but I would love to see him venture out, maybe do more things with Mando. I don't know. You know, like I said before, I definitely want to see more Fennec, especially after this moment when she wiped out everybody, all the heads of the crime uh, all the crime bosses, the the Pike leader, the Pike boss, Pike syndicate boss. I mean, that was so badass and very short lived, right? This is what Fennec does. You know, she's the she's a really great right hand person to do what she needs to do to get dirty. She does all the dirty work, right? While Boba is still trying to be that uh, strategist, right? Strategist, whatever you want to call it. And plan things out and be, you know, diplomatic and all that. But I still question if he could do it, right? Or maybe his desire has changed after everything. But, yeah, so a lot of questions there and all that. Then, of course, we have this very cute moment with Mando and Grogu. And, again, as it was forecasted when he was getting his new ship and they hollowed out the the droid pit... That that was eventually going to be Grogu's seat. And here it was. And Grogu's doing the usual Grogu thing. And they have the same chemistry where Grogu wants something and he won't leave it alone. So he's tapping on the glass, trying to get Mando's attention. And he's like, no, ta, 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 no. Very cute. And it, all Grogu wanted was for him to go fast. He loves thrilling adventure, Grogu. And they s- speed off into season three, whatever that's going to be, right? So... Very interesting stuff there. And let's talk about the post uh, credit scene. 
you know, one of my favorite characters that was introduced in The Mandalorian was Cobb Vanth. Uh, we saw him get taken out by Cad Bane, but like I said before, I don't think he was dead. I think he just got badly injured. And we see him in the back of the tank. Um, one of the reasons why, as Boba was walking around town with Fennec, he did mention that, oh, my arm is still hurting me and all that stuff like that. And she's like, well, why don't you just use the back of the tank? And he's like, well, it's being, it's preoccupied. We see now why. So it looks like Cobb Vanth is still around. He's getting healed up. And then we get Homeboy over here, the guy who helped rescue and save Fennec. So he's going to work. It looks like he's going to do whatever he needs to do to keep Cobb Vanth going so that Cobb Vanth could continue on within this universe, which I think is a great thing. I think that is definitely needed because he is definitely one of the better characters that was introduced to us. Um, whether he shows up again in The Mandalorian or another iteration of Boba Fett, whatever the case is, it's nice to know that at least we're going to get him, right? So uh, not no surprise there, but good that we got that confirmation, and I'm really happy for that. Yeah, so that's it. That was the end of the... That was the episode in a nutshell. I'm not going to go beat by beat like I usually do, but yeah, that's the full recap there. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far, but before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof Coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one, there are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. Um, it also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need for my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements, anything that you need to kind of add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, and make you, and pretty much transforms the way you feel uh, every day. So uh, for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, LOWKEYGEEK, all caps, one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode. Um, now, what does this mean for the series as a whole? Like I said, we got a story that they wanted to tell. We got a version of Boba Fett that is the version that they wanted to tell us. This is his station in life right now. He's come to some realizations that maybe he was not happy in doing the things that he was doing. He learned the value of tribe, of connection, of people, being a part of something. Um, and that's what he wants to do moving forward. You know, they got wiped out, so he experienced another loss. He figured Tatooine is his home. So... What can he do to kind of rekindle all that? And he decided that he wanted to be the head of a crime. He wanted to be the head crime boss on Tatooine and lead the people the way he wants them to be led or whatever. Right. 
Yes, he's a def he's definitely lost his edge a little bit. He has gotten older, right? But he has Fennec with him. And they do work well together, even though there were many moments throughout the series that Fennec was questioning his motives, questioning his actions or lack of, you know, and Fennec took his, takes it upon herself to do what's needed to be done, which is great. You kind of need that for your number one, right? You're, uh, to put it in Star Trek terms. Um, but one thing that I love that they didn't do and some people were speculating is that Fennec is probably going to have to have enough of that crap and take things into her own hands and thus creating a rift between the two. We didn't get that. Obviously, you saw the Scooby-Doo ending, right? The nice little capper there. So, you know, I think for the fan base, especially all the Boba Fett fans that were very uh, disappointed with this show, it probably would have served better if we got a storyline that really explored more of Boba Fett prior to the events that we saw him in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, right? Before the, the Sarlacc pit incident. Why, why was he such a great bounty hunter? Why is he most feared? As Cad Bane would say, he worked for the Empire and he is vicious and he basically made him sound like he was, you know, this really, you know, badass person to be feared of. So what made him that way, right? You know, what made him, how did he get to that point? I think it would have served the purpose of the fan base to show that and explore more of that. Instead, we're getting Boba in the later years, the later years of Boba, right? If, if this was going to be like one of those uh, TV sitcoms, you know, it's like Boba Fett, the later years, uh, older, a little passive, uh, not as aggressive, but still very emotional. Don't get him angry because he will act out on it. Um, but that's why you have Fennec there. So, look, I, I truly understand why there uh, like this uh, series split the fan base in half. I personally enjoyed the, every moment that I saw, but I was also very critical about a lot of things. You know, like every episode has its pluses and its minuses. Um, and I called it out. Every episode I watched, everything that I recapped and I reviewed, I always had something good to say and something bad to say. So was it a perfect series? No. Was it enjoyable for me? Yes. So when the question is asked, was it good? I think it just depends on you. You know, if you appreciated what they tried to tell us, the story they're trying to point out, look at it. And I think at this point, it's safe to say that this was definitely a side chapter within the Mandalorian storyline, you know, and I'm not mad about that. You know, this was a nice little liaison between season two and season three, you know, uh, something that kind of whets the appetite that keeps us going. Um, was it must-watch TV? Maybe not for a lot of people, right? Not like The Mandalorian. You know, I know a lot of people dropped off halfway through this series, you know. Um, as things, as word of mouth grew that the episodes were getting better when Mando showed up and you had Bryce Dallas Howard return as director, then yeah, things picked up again, right? Um, and then that's why you have the last episode being... You know, having the highest viewership over the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian, 
which I think it's bonkers, especially knowing what happened in that last episode, right? That's when you got the reintroduction of Luke. You know, Grogu leaves Mando. We never thought we would probably see Grogu again. You know, you have the big uh, team up with Bo-Katan, Fennec, uh, you know, every all the, the, the all the girls there, all the women, the badass women doing their thing. Uh, you had the showdown between uh, Mando and uh, Giancarlo Esposito with the dark saber and everything. You know, so it was a lot of good stuff there. Um, but again, I think it's more about the curiosity of how things were going to play out between Boba and and Mando, and how is this all going to play into the next season of The Mandalorian? So again, for me, I didn't mind it at all. I found it entertaining. Um, but like I said, it, it's mileage would vary based on who you ask. You know, I know a lot of people personally who didn't like the series at all. You know, they're happy it's over. Like, thank Jesus, it's over. Right. And then I know a lot of people personally who also really enjoyed it like I did. You know, so again, um, it, 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 it really varies. You know, one, one of the, well, some gripes that I do have. Uh, with the series as a whole was we didn't get we were introduced to some things that was quickly taken out and we never got to explore it again for example the huts we were introduced to these uh this brother and sister hut team right that seemed very interesting that could in itself could be a very good story they showed up they were going to be this menacing thing uh, perhaps the biggest uh, opponent that Boba would have to face before we learned it was the Pike Syndicate. But they ran, they pretty much ran off. They're like, you know what? We don't we don't want this anymore. So we're gonna hang out in in our home planet. You do you. Here's BK. We don't need him anymore. And here's our gift, the Rancor. Serve their purpose, and then they were out. And then that's it. I would have loved to see more of them and see how if this was the series that we were supposed to get that was going to be more like a sopranos more of like the the uh mafia underworld and all that it would be great if we saw more of that you know and that's obviously something that we didn't get really throughout this whole series it wasn't really that sopranos like crime uh that mafia like series that we were expecting or a lot of people were expecting we were going to get me included so that was one disappointment there another disappointment is what happened to danny treo we were introduced to him as the rancor trainer and it looked like he was going to be a staple figure within jabba's palace and all that but we were introduced to him once when the rancor showed up never to be seen again but we got the rancor at the last episode but he was nowhere so was just was this just more of a favor to Robert Rodriguez and like, hey, I need someone just to play, you know, the Rancor trainer, uh, and you know we work together all the time. You're my boy. You know, you want this? And of course, he's gonna be like, hell yeah, to be a part of Star Wars, let's do it. And then that's it. It's an unfortunate thing because it would have been great to see more of Danny Trail, you know, especially in the Star Wars universe and all that. Um, I think another disappointment that a lot of people were expecting that we we could have seen more of was more bounty hunters. Um, yes, we got Cad Bane, which was the main bounty hunter that a lot of us were dying to see and all that, but we didn't get it. 
uh, others. You know, we got him, and he was great for his brief moments. And then, you know, unfortunately, you know, saw his quote unquote demise, which I don't, well, again, I think we're going to see him again. But then that was it, right? Um, it would have been great to see more bounty hunters. Uh, maybe some of the other crime bosses hired them to try to get rid of Boba, to try to take over the throne for themselves. You know, it would have been awesome if we, if Bosk is still around. I mean, you got the Trandoshians, the Trandoshians there. You know, they could call their own famous bounty hunter and be like, hey, help us out with this. Um, that would have been awesome to see. You know, so um, I think it, w- it was a missed opportunity to introduce more bounty hunters, especially if Boba has bad relationships with all of these bounty hunters, right? Because of like how good he was or how menacing he was or how you know ruthless he was. And I'm sure it took a lot of work from them, right? Or maybe he stole a lot of their, their bounties or whatever. It would have been great if, to, if they showed some of that conflict. Maybe that would have made the series a lot more interesting as well, right? If every every episode someone was trying to take him out. You know, just like when BK showed up all of a sudden and yanked him out of the back of the tank, right? What if every time Mando felt he had to do his, you know, little walk through the city, his little parading, that someone kept taking him, trying to take him out? Just like like in the first episode, right? Where you had those assassins that showed up and then that was it. Um, so it would have been really awesome to see more bounty hunters. Um, also, it would have been kind of cool. And maybe this was a little far-fetched, but I think a lot of people were also hoping that we would see the return of Kira, right? Given that she's part of one of the biggest syndicates out there. You know, we saw that in Solo. And they were mentioned in this series, right? It would have been... It it felt like they were probably going to lead up to something like that, where we could have seen the return of Kira. Um, But a little far-fetched again, because I think getting her to show up on this series would have been a lot a lot for them not saying that she probably wouldn't be able to show up later on um but again it also depends on whether or not in the universe lore she's still around or not you know how old would she be at this point right um so it would be definitely really interesting or it would have been interesting if they did a little bit more of that uh, or if that came into fruition um you know so Again, the series was great, in my opinion. Well, let me take that. Let me reel back a little bit. It was good. Not great. It was good. It was entertaining for me. You know, I don't mind it so much. It did serve its purpose in wetting the appetite for the next season of The Mandalorian. And at least we know who's in this universe with Mando. That whenever Mando needs help, he knows he can rely on Boba. You got Fennec there. You got BK, who, again, I wish we could see more of BK. Great, great character, you know. And to have this this warrior Wookiee who was a bounty hunter himself, you know. Um, I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know. Again, I would love to see more of that, you know. So that's somewhat of a disappointment, but uh, it lends itself to future potential possibilities, right? Um so where does this mean moving forward? It, it depends, right? Like I said, Mando has resources now. He has people that he can go to. 
Um, he is on the outs with his clan because, you know, he revealed his face, which was against their creed. So now he has to redeem himself. So we know that we're going to be going back to Mandalore. We know Bo-Katan is coming back because of the whole Darksaber thing and her feeling that it's her right to rule Mandalore, right? So we know we're going to get that. Uh, the rumors are already out there and it looks like it, we are going to get um, more Mandalorians in the Ahsoka series, right? With um, Sabine. So how is she going to play into the whole thing? Um, I think that would be really interesting to see, you know? So Boba Fett is a side character that could be used as a resource for the Mandalorian within the, his own show, The Mandalorian. Can a season two of The Book of Boba Fett be sustainable? At this point, I don't see how that's going to be. Unless something happens that forces Boba and Fennec to leave Tatooine, which would be amazing. And I think I would love to see that. And I think a lot of you would love to see that too. Um, because I think we had enough of the crime boss, Boba. Because we didn't really get to see it. Yeah, we got an explanation as why he wanted it. And what he was trying to do. But now all the crime bosses have been taken out. You know, could we explore maybe Boba doesn't know that that happened. Right? Fennec basically did it on her own. Who knows if she told Boba the whole thing? So could we potentially see a fallout because of that, right? Or is Boba just ruling every every family? You know, I don't know. They didn't really explain it. There was no closure there for that stuff. But see, to have a season two, it has to be really, really an interesting premise and storyline to make it sustainable and to make it enjoyable and to make people want to try to come back to it. Because I'm sure this 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 season left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Again, depending on who you talk to, I wouldn't mind it, you know. But again, it, it would be interesting. And if Robert Rodriguez is going to come back to be helming the show, um, if you gave it to let's say a Bryce Dallas Howard, then maybe that could be a whole different situation, and that could be a lot better. Who knows? We'll see. Um, do I want a season two? I wouldn't mind it. I don't think we need it. I wouldn't mind it because we know he's probably going to end up showing up in The Mandalorian anyway. Um, but we'll see. Again, with everything that I said, I am very curious about what all of you think. So do let me know in the comments what you think. What are your overall feelings about the show? You know, how did you like how it ended? What did you think of the last episode? What do you think it means for the character of Boba Fett moving forward. Do you care to see a more Boba Fett? Do you care for a season two? I'm curious as to what all of you think uh, moving forward. So before we end this episode and the last time we'll ever get a chance to talk about Boba Fett for a while, um, something that I'm going to start doing every time a series, whether it's you know a season or a show ends, um, with a show like this, obviously there were a lot of you know people that we were introduced to, and some of them may have you know met their their end right. So throughout this whole series, we did lose quite a bit of characters. Uh, we lost you know some things. So 
to as we finally end this recap of the series as a whole um let's pay tribute to those that we've lost throughout the whole season so uh check out this nice little video that i put together
right, y'all. I hope you enjoy that. I really had a lot of fun putting that together. But that is the episode, y'all. So thank you once again for tuning in um, and for, you know, watching Book of Boba Fett along with me and talking about it week after week. So uh, this week, um, the last episode of Peacemaker will air. So expect a full uh, season breakdown of the Peacemaker. Well, not breakdown, but more of like a review and discussion of like how the, the season was. Um, and then as we wait for the next shows to show up, like Obi-Wan, Moon Knight, uh, I'll talk about other uh, shows uh, that are streaming that I've been watching and let's have discussions about them moving forward. So um, until next time, uh, don't forget. Um, if you are new to the channel, don't forget to hit the subscribe buttons and like if you like what you see. Don't forget to hit that notification bell too so that you can get alerted every time new episodes of this or any of my other reviews or other videos show up so that you can keep up to date. Again, you can also find all of this stuff on podcast format. Just look for the Low Key Geek channel on your podcast platform of choice or check out the links in the description if you prefer to listen in audio form. So. Until next time, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, and I'll see all y'all next week. Peace.